to Grazing Hell, the one and only podcast made by a cow. And today we have got the fantastic, the wonderful, the glorious Khadija Bo. Hey. <laughs> yes, feel free to bring your operatic skills. Um, this is just an auditory, uh, what do you call it? experience Platform. experience that's it that's it that's oh no my yeah, theory exactly. whoa it keeps doing that during interview what, what is siri saying hello sit we also have siri uh, i've got two guests on she... today clearly i don't know what she was doing anyway apologies <laughs> it's okay i actually didn't hear her but i i'm sure if she wants to chip in on the convo you know she's welcome um but yeah so how are you doing on this fine day in december khadija what what is what is up how is life um i have been unmotivated tired sad dreary and irritated I love that. <laughs> I love that. But I love how you are honest. Like, so most people just be like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm alright. No, I, I like this. I was like, seasonal affective disorder. She's here. She's yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I already have mental health issues, so that on top of it all is just like, <laughs> yay. Yeah. I feel and I'm just you. yeah, I... just tired. Yeah. Just very, yeah. yeah, tired and unmotivated. I was supposed to, like, start a proper vacation in a few days, or, yeah, next week. And I was just like, I'm starting early. I just, Good. I, like, I'm still do a little bit of work, but I'm lighting it up. I just can't, I have no motivation. Exactly. I mean, um, I actually had a month off in October, and I've got to say, if I didn't, I, I dread oh. to think how I would feel right now. I, I didn't want oh. to. Because I was like, oh, you know, we've got to keep pumping out content. That's exactly what we exactly. will get into. We will get into yep. that. But um, yep. I'm so glad I did. My God. Because otherwise, I don't know. It's just... Actually, yeah, it's a lot. Of, tell us who you are, what you do, and about your channel. Tell the people about yourself. Okay. So I was trying so hard not to do my intro. God. <laughs> my name is Khadija. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my name's Khadija. I am an artist slash content creator slash everything else. I want to be a multi-hyphenate essentially. Just talk on the internet, you know? I do like sociology meets media studies lens of analyzing pop culture stuff and then just other... Okay, siren. And then just other... <laughs> other sociological issues that I'm interested in. What else? On YouTube, mostly. On YouTube. Um, you have an opera channel because you're a trained opera singer, am I correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <I said laughs> that. Oh, yeah. That old thing. Well, it's, it's, my, it's my singing channel because I made it because a lot of people were asking me to post more videos of me singing. But honestly, I haven't, like, sung properly, like, consistently in probably a year or so. Like, I graduated in 2020, and it's so wild how I went from, like, singing every day, hours a day, days and days like practicing all the time to now like I'm like oh my god I am rusty like I'll try to go to sing something and I'm like where is the support girl where's the apacho that's yeah Italian Celine it's your exactly. opera phrase for the for the day your opera ah. terminology oh, okay and how long did you do that oper operatic training because I have a friend who did, does it here and she said hers is seven years overall Where'd she? Oh wow! Um, Guildhall. I that yeah, that I was gonna say because uh, another a couple of uh, girls that I went to school with, one of them we had the same voice teacher. She's at Guildhall right now, actually. But I only did four years. Well, kind of. I've been only singing four. on and off. I yeah. I've been singing on and off forever, but like yeah. I did take voice lessons for a while and then stop and then start. I just never had that like full love for opera, but. I had teachers that would tell me that I should sing that style of music because it like suited my voice or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. It was just hard. Like I, I love it. I think it's a beautiful genre of music. I think they're like, it's nothing like being able to like hear your voice over an orchestra. And I haven't gotten to have that many opportunities to do that, but like, or just hear your voice on a wide stage, just 
out to people like and how like I don't know it's pretty cool and like learning about your voice and about singing and and how much <clears throat> speaking of talking on my voice <laughs> and how much like singing is related to speaking and it's just like it's I don't know it's very it's a very fascinating genre of music and I do love it it just wasn't enough for me creatively is what I realized when I started doing YouTube because yes. I hadn't gotten the chance to like create my own stuff until I started doing YouTube again like I had like four years of just singing works by mostly old dead white guys of course <laughs> Yes. Is tis the way with classical. In you fact, know? actually, yeah. So, yeah. Is so. What made you start YouTube? You said started it again, implying what? So, when did you start it the first time? The first time I did was like in the 2010s. Mm. At some time, I don't remember exactly oh. when, but I Back was just like, you know, I was just posting mm. random like sketch videos that I don't think you'll mm. be able to find because I scrubbed mm. them off the internet. Unless. Um, <laughs> this is not a challenge okay <laughs> but uh yeah I just was posting that or like I post singing videos mostly and those one day I might do like a video reacting to those because they're on my YouTube they're just privated um but yeah it was mostly just that and then I just was like ah, I don't really care about YouTube I'm not doing this so I didn't really like pay attention to it after a while and then in 2020 I was like oh, I'm bored <laughs> why were you and bored I <laughs> It was just like, I was, I was just kind of like, you know, everybody else was worried about something, but I had my own thing going on and I was just bored. So <laughs> I started doing this like interview series. I don't know what inspired it, but I just, yeah, interviewed a bunch of people, edited it together, posted it. And I was like, so proud and happy. Cause I like, it made me remember why I love doing stuff like this. And like, the more I'm doing it, the more I'm remembering, like, moments from like childhood and teenager dumb adolescence whatever you want to call it yeah it's yeah. been it's been so long yeah. um, <laughs> they said it 29 years oh but like it's just reminding me of like all the things that I loved doing that I'm getting to do now with this YouTube stuff because like I remember in junior high being in charge of making the grad tape and making sure that we got photos of every single person in our year so that I could like edit a video together and do the music on iMovie <laughs> shitty little collage but it was like yeah. I was so proud I was like yeah the oh, whole school got oh. to see it and I was like <laughs> anyway but yeah that's kind of that's how I got back into YouTube and yeah it's just it's just been really fun for the most part yeah and now <laughs> it's um your main job right I, I mean you have yeah staff, I do you have little staff you're yeah you, well not full-time we staff this... I work with a lot yeah. of freelancers Woo. yeah yeah yeah. I can't afford but, benefits in... yet but yeah <laughs> you know you know what you know giving out health insurance or I mean I I don't even have it yet I just got it actually yeah. so oh okay fair 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 provincial um, provincial yeah 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 um so you blew up over lockdown and that is something yes. we both can relate to you blew up yes i mean a bonkers <laughs> amount as we yes. mentioned earlier you're in the 400k kind of region um 400 yes. and something k and do you want to tell us like how that happened what was it a video that a particular one that popped off or what happened so my origin <laughs> story my villain origin yes. story <laughs> <laughs> No, um, <laughs> my origin story of YouTube goes as follows. I was making content and stuff starting in like June of 2020. It was good. It was fun. I didn't know what I was really doing. I was just kind of playing around. Fun fact, I had to borrow money from my younger sister <laughs> to buy the camera to start making videos because I was I was jobless because, you know, Panorama. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, I paid her back, don't worry. But that's, that's <laughs> actually, if it wasn't for her doing that, I was still going to be having videos on my phone. If you were like, uh, this video is sponsored by X, and I just imagine your sister commenting like... <laughs> Baby pack. <laughs> Sponsored by who now? Adam Mo. That's who. I'm kidding. No. Yeah. I, I paid her back. But she um 
she definitely helped me out and was like giving me people like Kelly stamps to follow, uh, to get some information. Yeah. She's the one who introduced me to her. So, uh, yeah, I was just making videos. I was doing a video essay once a month and then making like life chatty videos. And then I started introducing a few more sociological things because I thought that would be more interesting. And then I didn't release a video for a few weeks because depression. And uh, I was like, just in a hole in a cave in the deepest pits of hell in the beginning of this year. And Mm. as I was like slowly coming out of it, um, there, it was like a day. I specifically remember it. I was like looking at my phone and like, when you're a small channel, I was like 800 something subscribers. You don't really see the YouTube notifications red button that much. It doesn't really show up that much. So what it does, you're like, Oh, cute. So I open it and I'm seeing a lot more in there. And they're like, Oh my God. So glad T recommended you. Oh my God. So glad T recommended you. This is great. And I was like, say what now? So I like sat up in bed. I think this is the first time I'm like telling the story in its entirety. And I was like, oh my God, what? Because I'm low key a witch, not fully, but like a little tiny bit. I have a bit of like clairvoyancy in me. I'm too afraid to nurture it fully. I may be too powerful, but I'm kidding. (laughs) kidding. But I um, had this weird vision of like, Months before, when I first started watching T Noir's videos, I was like, oh my God, I love her vids. These are so cool. This is stuff I want to kind of do, you know? And then I was like, mm. oh my God, it'd be so amazing if she ever shouted me out. We we sent in a text to the universe, Khadija. It's not real, but let's just pretend it is. Like, I would say that. Th- thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. It was like a fun little, just, just speak it into existence, joke around. Manifestation. Manifesting, but like, don't take it seriously. Like genuinely, Mm. just say something wild that you want to happen and just be like, I'm so funny. And then just don't think about it. And then all of a sudden I was like, so it was kind of two of those things, me freaking out. But yeah, I went from like 800 to I think like a hundred K in like a couple weeks. And then it like doubled after that and then it kind of like slowed slightly but then doubled again because like I had had that shout out and then the Bridgerton video got really popular so it's always been kind of like I'll like chill out a little bit and then one video will like do really well like the slim thick influencer one or like the influencer face one I don't know all of these ones they like kind of it's like a hill Peaks and valleys, sorry. I'm yeah. realizing this is yes, an audio so platform you. and I kept making that. <laughs> waving the hand. <laughs> I know, and I was like, this is- Khadija is waving the hand about, like, flailing like, it around. waving it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the, uh, that was the, the blow up. And uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been growing steadily ever since. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's due to many factors, that being your videos are fantastic and you're fantastic, but I love that it was in part due to someone shouting you out. I just think yes! that's beautiful. I just think that's And that's why a... I wanted to shout people out, because I was like, yeah. that was like my vision in my head. Like, I was like, before I even got the shout out or anything like that, I was like, oh my God, it'd be so cool if I like actually had a lot of subscribers on YouTube, because then I could shout people out and get more recommendations for them, because I now know how hard it is to do this stuff, like yeah and sometimes at most times the algorithm just isn't going to send you in the right direction Mm. or it Mm -hmm. will but it'll only send you in the direction that you send it so if you don't know what to look for you're never going to find it so that's why in fact you were just uh a video yesterday came out um (laughs) which you featured in yeah Yeah. do you want to tell us about that one because it's really interesting tell give us that intro can we just though talk about that intro that was noah living that was noah that was Noah. Okay, Noah is, I might have um, to start speaking to pod. Noah about intros. I might have to yeah. start speaking to Noah about intros because that was. Yeah. That so was. FD, yeah, yeah. FD Signifier, um, who's a creator you should check out. Fantastic creator. Um, I guess the, the whole video, it was called Break Bread. And it was all about kind of the idea of one bread tube being very white and needs to die and but also left tube as well so tell or me what like your fantastic. issues yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Like, do you want to tell me your issues with left tube and how that might? And also, you mentioned it in the video. (laughs) Yes, I mentioned in the video, I'm doing my own like kind of video debrief, I guess, on it too. But like, my issue is just that, like, firstly, you can never control how you're labeled, no matter what you do, because people are always going to decide how you are meant to be seen. So, I, even if I, cause I don't ever recall saying that I was a left tuber or a bread tuber, excuse me, to my recollection, <laughs> lawyer speak. I also <laughs> never recall saying like, my I did not have ideologies. sexual relations. I thank you. So like good. literally that it's true though, because I, I do not recall saying my political beliefs. I think I've done it once or twice. And then I took it down. Cause I was like, listen, Khadija, you got to learn more about this stuff before you just start claiming it, you know? But like, isn't me, it funny I, we're in a state of affairs that now saying like advocating for queer rights and being anti-racist is like completely antithetical to being right wing. Like it's got, it's wild. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's, <laughs> that's the perfect way to put it because it's like, you used to be able to be uh, conservative, at, but still like, yeah. Be, a nice decent human to an extent like yeah you were probably still like (laughs) racist light but like you know what else i'm sorry i should make jokes like that but here we are anyway i mean is it a joke or is it just a statement of truth you know like it's just like you were probably still but like now it's like you have to be one or the other and i'm like girl i never claimed that i just said I don't want to be a shitty person. I'm trying to learn every day. Yeah. Uh, I'm a homosexual. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know what else you want from me. Uh, check your biases. Yeah. Let's chat. Mm. Uh, let's let's pay people fairly. Let's, let's all collaborate and work together. Things can be more egalitarian. Like, I don't know what else. What? I never claimed any of that, but people will put that on you. And the reason that I actually made the video was because I was watching a video this other girl did explaining why she's apolitical. And in it, she talked about the left tube, bread tube space. I'll send it to you after. Like, I thought it was really good. And I like her videos a lot. She is, I think she is in England. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure. She's South African, but I think she lives in England. I'm not, I'll check, but I'm pretty sure. Um, Because I think the whole thing was she got into office. Anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. But she, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the video. And then when I saw that she had like was talking about bread tube, left tube, and then how like sometimes it's like a concern. And I think a lot of people have brought this up of like, okay, yeah, you're talking about all these ideas, you're intellectuals, but what's being done outside, right? Like how does this turn into practical action? So she was talking about that. But then, yeah, I saw my face, saw a few other folks. And I was just like, ah, never, ah, <laughs> like no i never claimed this girl also i do shit off the internet but that's why i didn't claim this because people have expectations of you when you claim a certain label i just anyway phew but that was you know, video check it yeah. out it's really good <laughs> okay yeah well you know it's funny um i wanted to kind of like drill in on that point you made about people don't know what you do offline and i mean and i guess this is probably coming from a place of defensiveness but I think this is my approach and something I feel conflicted about is that I I do want to like use a platform to get people to do things like good things right but at the same time I do feel more comfortable just donating privately than to ask people to donate to things when I know that they may not be in a position to do so and it feels kind of gross someone who can to be like, hey, donate to this thing. Because it's a bit like, it feels a bit like, why don't I just donate and not like... It you know what I think? The thing I have is asking for props in a way. I don't know. No, I for me, yeah, I don't like to broadcast who or where I specifically donate things to because right. uh, I just don't... I've never really liked that. I've just always kind of like... It's just not... It's just not my jam, personally. Yeah. Um. But I also have been someone that has done like those collection plates for a little bit where it was just like, okay, hey, y'all, this is ours for the month. Don't forget to donate and making it a communal thing, I think is what actually made it feel not icky to me because we were all contributing, like everyone put stuff in. I sent 
I, I took screenshots, was like, y'all want me to post it on here? Y'all want me to post it on? I'd post them on my Instagram just so people knew where the money was going or DMs and stuff, just so people knew like, this is where your money is going. And I'd give a little bit of extra too once we actually sent not a little bit. I uh, give extra once we sent or once I sent the money over. But I felt kind of sketchy about it because it was through my PayPal. And I was like, I don't know, uncomfortable about it. And I talked to some folks and they were like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. But I think that's more like nonprofit e stuff as opposed to like grassroots mutual aid stuff. Because I think at that point, just get the money how you can. Like, why does it have to be all this bureaucracy? Anyway, <sighs> learning a lot about the nonprofit world that I'm not too happy about. But anyway. Right. <laughs> I think that that making it like a communal thing is like a bet as a way to, at least for me, it's a way that I found makes me not feel weird about asking people to donate to certain organizations because it shows people that like, Oh, we're in a group effort. And then like at the end of the month, when we've collected all that, I'm like, y'all guess how much money we all raise. Like, it's just like a nice, like we did it, you know, like, and, and yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I think if, if that's ever something you'd consider, like mm. to making you like maybe feel comfortable and also like because sometimes you kind of like if you care enough you kind of have to like be like yeah I do shit like hello like you have to gently remind people every once in a while because there will be those that just think you just talk online for the sake of talking and mm. one thing that for Harriet Kimberly Nicole Foster said that I really liked was she was like I am not on the front lines okay no She's like, that's not me. I never said I was. She's like, I want to do as little harm as possible. I want to make sure that I am a, as good a person as possible. I want to compensate people financially, donate where I can, all of that. And she was just being very honest about it. And Kim's like in her early thirties. So I think she's like settled in her life a bit more and is like, and been doing YouTube forever. But that kind of freed mm. me up too. Cause I was just like, yeah, this is the way that I choose to help. And this is how I know how to help that is the most sustainable for me. Because that's the other thing. People like, I don't know, want you to like have all this ire and, and go. And I'm like, if you don't have any intention, organization, direction, and then sustainability within that, then it's just you reacting to everything and nothing gets done. And you're going to keep complaining mm. about the same issues over and over again. For me, I'm like, this is a long game. I am about building something that will build upon itself and upon itself and upon itself so that it's structurally sound. So for me in my personal life, that looks like taking time to organize the people in my YouTube community, be like, Hey, this is an organization that I think would be a good time. Let's all do a little something, something here. Now I'm not doing the PayPal thing, but like, I want to do merchandise and stuff. So what I want to do with that is be like, okay, feels a little iffy making merch off like the stuff that I say. Sure. So let's do this where we have a rotating list of organizations and we donate a percentage of the funds every month or quarter or however those things are, you know, like, and those are just ways that I think I am able to help in my everyday life and know that I'm doing what I can do that's going to, that I can keep doing as opposed to just appeasing people online that just want me to get as angry as them. Does that make sense? Mm. I feel like I went in so yes. many different directions. No, um. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. When you said about getting as angry as them, I think a lot of it is emotional energy and also mm -hmm. just literal physical energy. So, but yeah. So what's, how's when you talked about sustainability and that kind of thing, as in, as a creator, um, mm -hmm. what would be like your main sort of takeaways from growing so blooming fast because i think when you're starting out youtube that's all you want you just want yeah. everyone to see your videos and you you dream of that blow up but then when it happens you're a bit like oh my god please slow down or at least that's yep. what it was in my case yeah. i was like oh my god slow down i'm not ready for this i wasn't thinking oh my god slow down i was just more so thinking like okay Okay. This is like, I had a pretty chill, like, to be honest, at the beginning, I had a pretty chill response to it because I can't compute those numbers in my head. That's way too much. What? I can't even count that high. So I was like, yeah, this is fine. You know, like I was very like relaxed about it. It was stressful, but there was, I think I was, uh, also I'm a kind of person that like, I'm so used to just putting my head down and getting it done. Like, 
just this is going to be tough this is going to be hard it's going to be a lot just do it and like I'm so used to doing that that like it's like there's a part of my brain that just shuts off from like dealing with the emotional side of things so even when people would ask me oh some of these videos are so hard to do like how do you like have the emotional labor I'm like I don't even think about that like it's it's very rare and yeah well I trust me there have been breakdowns you know where uh listen the body what is it the body keeps score that book mm -hmm. the body keeps mm -hmm. score okay and it mm -hmm. always comes to collect so <laughs> I, like, I know it's not a healthy what coping mechanism but it's like just like a natural it's a, either a trauma response or whatever you want to call it it's just a response like i'm just like all right all of this is happening i don't have time to think about what's happening i just have to focus on what i'm doing so it's been very helpful um, but then it's also been kind of hard because like I don't know anyone in my real life that I'm really close to that does this so I felt pretty isolated to be honest and it was really nice actually because one of my best friends we were going out last week and she was like how are you doing and the way she asked me I was like like she really uh, you asked know, you you yeah. know and I was just like I'm okay and then after she's like, you know, you can complain to me if you want to about this stuff. I know people that like have like material success feel like they can't complain because it's like, well, you have what you want. You shouldn't. But you can complain to me. And I was like, that part. Oh. Yeah. She was like, God, some little things with you. <laughs> like, yeah. But it really she sounds like a, a keeper. lot to me. Honestly, it meant a lot to me because I just was like, I'm not someone that complains a lot. I'm not someone that's gonna uh, bitch and moan about stuff. I'm like, let's figure out how to fix the problem, you know? But it's, this is, <laughs> what, how do you fix, this isn't a problem necessarily, but it's like, I don't know. I'm just noticing even more recently that there's, I'm getting, and this is the phrase, if the more you start, uh, when you're really doing well, that's when you start getting more haters or something like that, right? Because I've been okay, pretty yeah. in a bubble this year, to be honest. Yeah, there have been a couple of things, but like for the most part, I, I don't really have, a sh I don't really see a shit ton of negativity in like my space. But yeah, more recently, I'm just like, oh my God, here it goes. Here it Do goes. you think there are people in your community or are they people that aren't oh, no, and not have in the, found yeah. you? Okay. exactly that exactly right. that and that's the problem with getting big so quickly too is that i don't know you start to appeal to a bunch of people and you're like this new hot thing but people have short attention spans too and so for me that's the thing that i was always afraid of it's like okay well people are interested in me now but i don't it's why i had kind of like trepidation i guess about like even getting too excited when everything was happening because i was just like they could forget about me next week. I don't really want to sit and, and be too excited about this. Like, even when I got sponsorships that I was really happy about or stuff like that, I would, like, be excited. It would be very measured, um, very cautiously optimistic, you know? And that's kind of been the way that I've been thinking about things. It's been, like, a while of me feeling like I can't fully exhale just yet. And I don't really know Ooh, what that is. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, that's really that's a really good way of putting it. I, I really relate yeah. to that, and I think I also really relate to what you said about feeling like you can't complain because it is, it, in terms of, I mean, I can't speak for you, I can't speak for other creators, but material, material, materially, mm -hmm. my material conditions are the best they've ever been. What you, we talked, you yeah. talked earlier about borrowing money from your sister's <laughs> camera for you for your camera. Um, yep. I've never, I've never like, I'm not trying to claim I've ever had it hard like I've never been in poverty I've you know nothing yeah. like that but you know um even the struggle is real middle, listen yeah even a middle class graduate from the south of England because of the way the, the economy is has a shitload of debt and sort of gets by paycheck to paycheck I was like in my overdraft and that kind of thing and now it's not that and it's like more than comfortable and it's such exactly, a blessing yeah. But then there's these kind of like mental things where I'm like, I'm still the same person. I've still got the same mm -hmm. like mental health issues. I've still got the same insecurities. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've still got all those things. And in a, in some ways they're enhanced 
by yep. all this because yes. you feel pressure, right? Like it's that. Yep. It's I don't want to say fear of cancellation because like can, the whole like moaning about cancel culture is very silly, but like genuinely letting down that community That's that the have thing. given you all this. I I think yes. that I don't want to let down the people that have really just made my life so lovely basically that's the thing that's my whole mindset about it it's like i don't Mm want to disappoint i don't want to hurt folks like it's the campfire or campsite rules of like leaving people better than you found them if you can and like i just like yeah i don't want anyone that interacts with me even if they're not a fan of mine not fan even if they're not someone who enjoys my stuff (laughs) i'm trying to change my language even if they're not someone who enjoys my stuff it does feel weird doesn't it yeah you know but, like, yeah. I don't want anyone who interacts with me to be, like, oh, I feel worse. Like, it, and, you know, like, or, like, feeling terrible or feeling, and I can't control that. That's not my responsibility. So I'm trying to release myself from that. Me and my therapist are working on it. Don't worry. But, <laughs> like, I think it, it's just the people that I actually do care about, like, that's the thing whenever people are like oh disappointed and the thing is some people will use that against you especially if you're more willing you talked about earlier how like you're like i'm sensitive i'm like i'm sensitive as hell too and i'm more willing to (laughs) sympathize with people when they say that i've upset them than maybe somebody who's just like get over it you know because i had a couple of incidents incidences this week um where one was like not honestly it was not a big enough deal for people to be making it out to be but or I should say initially I didn't think it was as much of a big deal and looking back on it like because it's been a few days I can say that now but in the moment uh I understood why some people were upset or why people didn't think it was funny or whatever it was like a joke on like a YouTube short um but I sincerely like wrote out just being like hey I don't want to make people feel bad. Just to let you know, I'm a musician. This is how I joke. It's like, we just roast each other. I'm not videotaping some little kid trying to play piano and it's shitty and making fun of them because that is just mean-spirited. Um, also, I get why, though. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and insincerely apologize to y'all, but I am going to tell you that I understand the frustration and that I'll be more responsible going forward with how I internet because that's the truth of it. I'm not going to sit here and grovel and apologize for something that I didn't think was wrong and also like in my heart of hearts know my intention about and know that I'm not ready to say I'm sorry because like that's just fake like I even if all the other stuff was out of the window like let's say all the other stuff was like oh I didn't think I was right wrong or all that other stuff was gone the point is I didn't feel like apologizing in that moment but I knew I had to say something and too many times we demand apologies from people right away when they're not ready to say sorry. Sometimes it takes people more time to understand how they've hurt others. For me, it might take me a bit more time to understand why that was still so mean-spirited. Or because I'm from a different generation or a different time period or my perspective, my family life, I will just never understand how someone could be offended by that because it's not what I'm used to. But at the end of the day, no matter what, for me, the most important part is that I have told you, hey, I understand why you were upset and I'm going to try to be more mindful about how I do my actions going forward because there are folks that will be upset by this type of behavior. I'm not going to say I'm going to completely change everything about myself and blah, 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 but I will be more mindful. And to me, that is more valuable than me saying I'm sorry to you because that doesn't tell you that I understood what you were upset about. And someone could say, oh, well, you could say that and say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yes, but let's go back to the original point. If I don't feel like what I did was wrong or bad, but I'm still trying to understand your perspective, the least I can do in this moment right now, since you want something for me in this moment, is to acknowledge and try to understand why you were upset. And then hopefully eventually I come around and get the, that I should have apologized. Or maybe I just don't. Sorry, this seems very secure. To, no, is that the that's logic? really, like- honestly, no, that's really fantastic advice because I think we see this a lot, and it's so much more intense online, the idea that in order to know, is that 
if you have a disagreement about whether something was right or wrong, obviously there's limits to what these things are. But I mean, for like mm-hmm. minor things, like that's what I'm saying too. I hope people yeah. understand in good faith that I'm talking about like minor things, like the incident that I was talking about. I'm not talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'd yeah, think yeah, that yeah. people World War say. Two. Yeah, no, like, not like come that. Come on, yeah, guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a debate. Um, there's no, like but... no, no. <laughs> um, I think people want apologies straight away, and it's it's the quickness of it. People want things exactly. quickly, straight away, and this yep. is whether good or bad ways. They want content quickly. We're so used mm-hmm. to like, and, and 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 I'm not saying this is just a consumer thing. Like I, I as a like society like as a consumer we all do this i think we're used to convenience and i think yep, we forget yep. that human emotions aren't convenient no they don't work on they're the least convenient TikTok. thing about yeah. us but they're yeah. the most honest thing about us and the only True. thing i can ask is that someone is like i respect honesty a lot mm. i re- i think it is one of the things that i respect the most in people more than anything in the world. If somebody is just like straight up telling me this is just how I feel, whether I agree with what they're saying or not, I respect, I, oh, I respect people just being honest because I just don't like bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. And like, I respect it because it's something that I'm working on Mm. because it's something that I lack when it comes to, uh, wanting to disappoint people. Like we said before, like I can be honest about a lot of stuff when it comes to working with people. I'm very straightforward. All of these things. Cool. When I'm talking about my emotions, I'm learning more about it and being more honest. But like when it comes to like hurting people's feelings and things like that, that interaction, it's hard for me to be honest because it's just vulnerable all around. And then that honesty is an extra layer of vulnerability. And it's just, it's just difficult. I'm, I have to see this, me being awesome. It's hard for me yeah. to do it, but that's why I respect it so much in people who can do it all the time, because it's just like, that is a skill, especially people that have fine tuned their honesty and understood with maturity and time and all of that and experience. This doesn't need to be said right now. This never needs to be said this needs to be said in this moment in this way, you know, like people that have really Mm. like, I really respect that. And that's something that I hope to be able to do. It is not honest of me to get on a platform like YouTube. If I say something that I don't think I offended someone, whatever, and immediately apologize, it is not honest. And people can see through that bullshit. People do it all the time. So wouldn't it be better for me to just tell you honestly where I was coming from and we try to understand each other as opposed to expecting you to believe and think and have the same sense of humor as me. And again, meet us in good faith here, y'all. We're talking about like, small things right now on the internet that people like to get upset about the larger stuff requires a bit more nuance (laughs) exactly exactly and that's what most of our job is like in those daily interactions it's little things it's little like offhand comments and jokes and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. i mean obviously there are big things that happen in people's careers online um and i'm sure we've seen i mean we see them all the time um yeah but those yeah, those are the daily things, I think. And in in your daily life as well, like just interacting with people, it's like, oh, was that joke a bit too far? You know, yeah. was I a bit too sarcastic? Was, you know what I mean? Like, we all do this and I think, yeah, exactly. It's just that honesty. And I agree with you. I'm the same. I'm such a people pleaser that I find yeah, it hard to be hard. honest. It's hard. So. And that's why I respect it. And it's also the thing of like, people just don't want to feel dismissed. Like Mm. if I'm, it's, it's vulnerable. Like this is a a phrase that I love. I think Brene Brown said it or something, but like, Mm. if somebody, firstly, if somebody's telling you that something hurt them or whatever, it's very vulnerable for them to say that to you. Like you hurt me. That's a vulnerable thing to say. So that's why I take it seriously. If people tell me, Hey, this hurt because yeah, it's a vulnerable thing to say. Do some people take it too far and everything hurts them? Maybe where some people may be spoiled as children or, or had weird attachment styles. Also true. You know, there's a lot there. You never know. So who am I to tell them? I don't know this person's life, but it's also just as vulnerable for the person receiving the thing that you're telling them. If I come up to you. Okay. And also Tara or Tara. So it's probably Tara. 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 
Don't worry, don't worry. Don't fret. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> but like, if I come up to you and I'm like, Tara, you really hurt my feelings the other day. We were talking and you made a joke and it really irritated me. And like, you wouldn't have known this, but like my dad used to say this stuff to me and I have a really bad reaction to it. And that's why I was so upset. It is very vulnerable for me to share all of that with you. It is also very vulnerable for you to hear that for the first time because you did not think, oh, I was hurting Khadija by saying this joke. You were just kikiing with your friend and you hurt your friend. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think we consider that enough. Cause like, to me, I'm like, critique me all you want. Tell me, give me advice. Tell me to switch things up. Go ahead. I'm here to listen to y'all too, because this is a relationship. But think about your approach, not because you have to be respectable, quote unquote, but because you have to consider that you're talking to another human, you know, like, and I mm. think a lot of times we just really forget that because so many of our interactions are transactional. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm off my yeah. soapbox now. No, 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 that's all really. I mean, you, you, that's something I wanted to add as well. You are very wise, especially <laughs> like in your videos. Yeah, you're just, you're very wise and you seem to be very measured and very thoughtful of different perspectives and very patient. Because I sometimes see you talk about people saying silly things and I think, Oh, I just make a joke about them. I just make fun of them. But like, you're very, um, I don't know. You're just very patient and measured. And I, it's something I very much admire. So, yeah. This is, that was so nice. <laughs> oh my God. Put you on the spot there. A bit. <laughs> that is a word. Sorry. That really just was so lovely to hear. Um, no, it's true. I was going to say, honestly, I just, I really want to be my dad when I get older. Cause he is like, this. he can be a bit, mm. but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I have been working on for all of my twenties actually, because I have been a person that has been very reactive and you can see glimpses of that in videos and stuff too. There are times where I am a bit like, listen, because I have not always been this person. I have been working on this for so many years. I have been trying to just like learn to be a person who responds and not reacts to everything because I just felt like I was like a victim to my emotions all the time. I was reacting to everything. Everything got to me. It felt like everybody had control over me. Like it was so like, I don't know. So many years of therapy and lots of meditation and reading a lot of books and a few stints of the self-help uh, industry and then checking out briefly because I was like, ooh, this is looking weird. Uh <laughs> well, are you talking about like a certain what, like yoga places that are a bit weird or what, no what are certain we talking gurus about? that like make money uh, off of people feeling bad like the self-help industry. Yeah. I was going to do a video a long time on it. I did research and then I never did it, but like it's an interesting world. <laughs> um, and I think it has its good, but there's a lot of like, just manifest without considering like, and I believe in manifest. I believe in that stuff. I think it's fun. I think it's, it's, it's a powerful tool to try. Yeah. But it's very easy to say, just do that when it's always working out for you. Yes. You yes, know, you yes. got it. There are many other factors. Like I can't yeah. just say manifesting is why I'm here. Cause I also just got lucky and it was the right time, right place. And I was like preparing for the, you know, like, it's just like, there are too many exactly. factors. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah. And I think unfortunately self-help, which is pretty, the sad thing about it is that it attracts a lot of scammers, which is so oh. sad because the whole industry, the whole point of this industry is to help people in need and help. Re so it's just really messed up that so much of it is just very, dodgy um yeah. that's not to say all of it is but I, I yeah i mean it's quite like it's synonymous with like mlms and certain types of uh oh my god therapies and yep. things you yep. can yeah have you ever heard of breatharianism just... what 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 nism breatharianism breatharianism okay no has it got something to do with breathing you I'm about to give you a YouTube channel that you are just going to be addicted to for a week. It's called Atrocity Guide. Oh. So, okay, I'll send it to you on Instagram after this. Atrocity Guide's YouTube channel is like 
deep lore of the internet. I don't know how to explain this channel, but it is so <laughs> fascinating. She did a video about breatharianism, which is like this mm. hack diet that people have started, that people were coming out with, I think diet. the 70s or 60s. Get your energy from the sun. You don't eat. You no. don't, yeah. No, it is, I, I don't know. You should maybe consider doing a video on it or something. I think it would be something that you you could have a funny take on. I really think you should consider this. Oh my God, can you please? Just, just <laughs> don't, you don't have to, you have to do anything because I know a video request can be annoying. No, no, I, I'm flattered you think I would have a funny take on it. Um, I can't believe I missed this because I know a lot about the weird scams, but this breath, breath this because then it comes out that a lot of the people that like were talking about being breatharian, like the guru leaders, would be like eating junk food all the time or like. Well, of course, because you need to eat. You. <laughs> oh my god yes you're gonna love this this channel is like fascinating and then yeah the <sighs> the whole oh my god it was so cool it's it's yes okay i'm gonna send it to yeah. you after so it's like Just consider it times a hundred it's not even like one person though it's like different people throughout time have claimed to be breatharian and like that they're the leaders it's i was like and she starts it because this one old woman said that she was going to do it and chronicled it on the internet. And people were like, please don't do this. Like, please stop. Like you're, you're literally withering away in front of us. Stop. It was wild. No. Yeah. Yeah. She stopped. Don't worry. But people have oh, died doing it. Yeah, like, of course people, you would stop. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. This could be an interesting fun. I don't know. I think you should. Your eyes are lighting up. I, I do love a train crash where you, no one dies. Like, I mean, people did die. But... but you, yeah. yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Like, just, just check. It's fascinating. Fascinating. And I don't know how you could even take, like, there's a connection to diet culture in there somewhere. Um, I just don't know what it is. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, and in fact, what if I think it's now your most viewed video? It's very, it's popped Probably. off. Um, the slim, thick body video. Yeah. Oh yes, the slim. Thick the, body. What is it? The reign of the slim, thick body. Or thick something influencer. Like that? <laughs> the it. reign thick, of the yeah. slim, thick influencer. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. No, they're great. I love your titles oh. and your thumbnails as well. There are a lot of. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm um, just making the same face in different angles. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I love it. If it works, it works. Stick with it, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. What What is it about that video you think that really resonated with people? I mean, I have some ideas, but like, you know, I love that video and I think, you're, yeah. You know, I was expecting it to do well just because I think people love when you talk about influencers and like body types and stuff. Like, I think that that's something that people are really interested in learning about right now. Mm -hmm. Um and everyone has a body, so it's something that, like, we can all relate yeah. to, you know, unless you're mm -hmm. a ghost, like, we're all here. So that was just, like, an immediate thing. I didn't expect it to get so popular. Um, mm. So that surprised me a bit. And then a lot of the comments were, were encouraging and surprised me, too, because, like, I never want to be that person that's straight-sized on the internet being, like, I'm so sorry that I have like a little fupa and I'm so sad and sorry because like, yeah, there were yeah. moments of that in that video. I'm not even going to deny it. Um, but I was swiftly reminded after uh, watching videos with fat bodies being like, yeah, girl, you might get ignored by the uh, algorithm or something like that. I get ignored by the healthcare system. And I was like, woo. Although there is issues with black women in healthcare too. So hi, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a very interesting, like, I just, uh, I, I didn't want to be annoying about it and complaining about it and stuff like that. So I just tried to speak from my perspective because I didn't want to try to speak for people because I think that that's one of the reasons that people will, anyway, people maybe have been feeling this way too for a while and maybe we haven't talked enough about it of just like being like, listen, or at least people maybe with the body type of like adjacent to slim thick, but the I don't want to say how am I gonna word this <laughs> but the not Instagram version like the real life version the natural version you know I think times when I talk about that like being straight size but 
not being skinny and not being fat and feeling a little like, can I be body positive or am I being annoying? You know, like, <laughs> can I, is cause I, I'm struggling with my body cause I'm not, you know, a, a Kendall Jenner body type, but at the same time, I am not so big that like doctors are going to be discriminating against me that I won't be able to get a flight that all of the, you know, like there are so many other things that I don't have to worry about or even consider. So I don't know. I think it's maybe because it, it was so many people in that kind of middle ground too, that that's why it might've resonated as well. Um, I think that there should be more allowance and this is very superficial stuff that we're talking about. Cause like, honestly, it, it, not very superficial. I don't want to dismiss it because I think it is important, but I also think that like, it needs to be held in perspective with the fact that like my concerns are not in terms of like my body's size going to a hospital or something, I don't have to be as concerned or afraid or like just not go at all because of how worried, you know? So I, I, I just am trying to think about like keeping things in perspective as we talk about these, <laughs> I'm too straight sized to go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's well. That's that's why I think it's so hard um, with these things because, like, I get asked this a lot to make video and make a video about pretty privilege, and why are people? I so have no. With it? It's so fascinating. I made a video would, about it, but like, yeah, and it was great, and I would love to talk <laughs> about it. But my issue with it is that, and again, this is going to sound so silly coming from someone like me, who's like represented, right? I'm represented. But I don't feel, I don't want to be like, I have pretty, I don't feel like I have pretty privilege. I'm not, I don't go like, you know what I mean? I'm not like, do you know what I mean? I don't look at myself and think, yeah, I'd fuck myself. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I, I have insecurities, but then I feel like if I say that, then people are like, oh, you know, you, you know, this. And I'm like, well, I get that. I, I, I get, attractive, I'm not, blah, 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 I'm not blah. marginalized, but I, I don't feel hot like i just feel like but that's me. the thing too that's why i'm like yeah. people let's remember that we're all literally humans first yeah. and foremost because all anyone can relate to feeling that way and if you follow that through and then consider like how that impacts colorism and things like that you can have more sympathy for that and not treat it as a white savior complex. I need to save darker skinned folks because I have advantages they don't. Instead, you're like, yeah, damn. I know what it feels like to feel kind of like, wow, I'm not, I'm not it, huh? Okay, I get you. We're accomplices. Let's figure this shit out because this is bullshit. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But and I don't, I don't know. know if I this think, is, yeah. Too no, real. Ahead, Sorry, there was a lag. No, no, don't worry. Um, I was just gonna say I don't know if this is too real. So I don't know if you relate to this, but. Weirdly, after, from being on YouTube, I've started to care a bit more about my looks when I didn't before. Mm. Well, before I did YouTube, I was like really content and just like didn't really care about being particularly attractive, whereas I feel it a bit more now. On the one hand, I'm like, oh, these are just sad, sad dudes who gives a shit what they think. But then I do, there is another side of me that I'm like, you talked about this in your video about fillers and like little, little mic micro procedures i guess you would call them tweakments yeah. where you see someone get a little bit of lip filler and you're like i mean i maybe i would you be just a bit cuter yeah maybe i could like, just get like a really subtle rhinoplasty maybe i could just you know that's the thing and i'd be watching lori yeah. hill's videos all the time i am addicted to her vids now but like Oh, yeah, I definitely have felt that way. Um, not necessarily like, I don't know, there are times where I'll still go on without makeup and stuff. Cause I'm kind of like, I am almost 30. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. Shut up. But usually, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I still definitely try to make sure that like my lighting is okay and stuff. Cause I always get self-conscious about people roasting me about that. Um, I definitely have, honestly, truly, I think it's just made me more self-conscious about my body and, or not, or at, or aware, I guess. And yeah, little tweakment things where I'm like, 
you know, if I just got a little under eye filler, the bags would be gone. And I, nobody, hmm, maybe I could. Or I'm like an ethno ethnic rhinoplasty. I can't believe it's called that. <laughs> yes. It's actually yes. called that. Yes. This is what I be telling people. White folks are not used to being racialized or ethnicized, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So, of course, something's called an ethno-rhinoplasty because it's for anyone that's not white. That's not quote-unquote Caucasian. Fascinating. Wow. Anyway, but... <laughs> Laura's trying to be so careful in her video. She's like, this is not what I'm calling it. This is what they're called. Ethno-rhinoplasties. I'm just saying it so that y'all know what to look up. <laughs> But oh yeah, I have definitely like thought about that too. I was like, ooh, I'd be cute if my nose was just like a tiny bit smaller. Same size, same oh shape, God. just like a little bit, a little bit tuckier. Once you start, I love your it just... nose. No. Thank you. Thank you. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's just doing I don't know why I'm like that. We're kids today. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely, you're not alone. Like it, when you're looking at your face all the time, I think not editing mm. my videos anymore has helped for sure. When you're looking at your face Ooh, all the okay. time. Oh my God. And you're hearing your voice all the time. I'm like mm. getting annoyed with certain mannerisms of mine now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, it, it, and I should, I, I say that whilst on the other hand, you also get more people telling you you're hot all the time because you've just got more oh, people interacting with you. Oh my God. So why is it you take the negative more? Why is it that like I'm thinking more about the critical Human ones? like mess. We, we have been exactly. conditioned in this world to just look down on ourselves, but no more. Yeah, that's definitely a mindfuck though because I did not grow up with that kind of reality like I talk about this a lot in videos like I was bullied a lot growing up for how I look so like I had a glow up quote unquote glow up in my early 20s like into my 20s and like as I've gotten older I feel like I'm on the Adele trip of like getting better with age she was fine before Lord have mercy Adele yeah she was, was. she was always but you know what I mean that's yeah. what I <laughs> Anyway, people just never saw her sing live. That's probably why they didn't realize, because when she was doing live, yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a fan of the eyeliner, but, like, that's just a personal thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I know, that's pretty much it. So it, it is very weird. Like, I try not to, like, to let those compliments go to my head, because I'm like, uh, that's, are you still going to think this? if I'm 50, you know, like as you get older, people start to like ignore and what, you know, so I feel like getting real now, get, you know, if I say for real, if I get too wrapped up in that and like thinking that my looks are going to be the way to like help me get everything, then like what's going to happen 30 years from now, you know, I might look the same, who knows, but I mean, I plan on aging like Angela Bassett. So sure. But who can really tell? Only time, am I right? I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is this thing on? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, um, so, what would be your um, closing advice for the nieces and nephews and nibblings um, who are sort of maybe sometimes looking in the mirror and thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um i would say that is totally natural like dennis and i said this in our video at the end too it's normal to feel like that to feel like oh my body is not great i know with the body positivity movement and all that stuff some people feel like they can't feel bad about their bodies or they can't want to lose weight or they can't want to do all of this other stuff and for me i would say you can do whatever you want with your body it is your mm -hmm. it is yours if we own nothing in this world, and we actually technically, if we want to get philosophical, don't even own our bodies because we will die. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. While we're here in this mortal coil, you own your body. That's the one thing that you actually do to an extent. I, I Maybe this is the wrong language. Um, and I hope it's not coming across ableist. But I just think that like you should be allowed to express it how you choose to and you're allowed to make mistakes in that process and learn in that process but you should be allowed to 
find ways to make it more comfortable for you to inhabit because it's your home. And that may take a lot of research when it comes to wanting to do procedures or a lot of research when it comes to examining why you would even want to, you know, examining that first perhaps so that you can really decide, oh, do I really want to do this or am I just thinking I want to? Other thing, beauty, body stuff, they're all trends and it can feel like they're not a trend, but take a look at a pair of skinny jeans right now and tell me that you're not going to have a physical reaction to them. You see? And they were once they were, hot shit. And they were once the only things people wore. The skinnier, the better. And 10 years from now, it'll be the exact same. So like, yep. that's something to really just stop and think about. And this is one thing, this is a life lesson that I want to leave. <laughs> well, nieces, nephews, nibblings, maybe not. Aunties, uncles, siblings, yes. Maybe not the babies. But because I can't, that's, mm -mm, we're not doing that. We're not, this is right. not for you. Click off, turn off now. Are y'all gone? Okay, bye. <laughs> On Tumblr, years and years ago, there was a post that it was like, before you think about texting your ex, masturbate first and ask if you still feel the same way. And somebody at the bottom put reblog to save a life. And I just, <laughs> that's just all I think about. It's like, before you want to book that appointment, just stop for a second and think about skinny jeans. And then question if you still want to do it. Reblog to save a life. <laughs> I mean, that's, if that's not the best advice you've given this whole episode, you've given so many nuggets of wisdom, that's, but that repost to save a life. Kids. That's, that's it. Not kids. Not kids. Not kids. Adults. No. <laughs> Adults. We are not doing. This is not that kind of podcast. We are no, no. Because anybody trying to strip this out of context, no. Because I, I don't yeah. know, man. I'm still shocked that I got that cuties video sponsored. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, oh gosh, yeah, that was a fascinating video. People go watch that for like a fresh perspective on the cuties thing because the discourse around that was quite cursed, I thought. It was quite sides. cursed, quite frustrating, very weird. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, yeah. this is what I think. And people were like, you're a pedophile. And I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting conclusion to come to. Okay. They did not watch cool. it then. Or did it? Cool. Yeah, they just. That's a, yeah. Wow. That was. That's hurtful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. was like, just what? Just a bit. That's slander. That's, just, that's just literal defamation. Actual defamation, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? Like, uh, I don't even. Anyway. <laughs> no, honestly, it's fantastic. Everyone go watch it. Everyone go subscribe to Khadija. Khadija, do you want to tell the people hey, where they can find you? you plug your pluggables. It. Khadija Mo, that's K-H-A-D-I-J-A space. M for Mary, B for boy, O-W-E. That's on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at the same handle, just like a dot between my first and last name or a period, sorry. Um, and on TikTok, I'm Khadijan Mustard. Yes. Oh, okay. Like yes. it. Love it. Yes, 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 yes. I just post mostly trailers now, the videos. I don't know what to do with my TikTok, so I will never get Twitter. Don't ever ask. I won't do it. Knock on wood. Good. You're not. To be honest, you're not missing out on much. Um, it's it's pretty cursed. And Instagram so. is gonna be cursed soon too. So Ugh, yeah. Maybe somebody maybe somebody put a curse on all of Mark Zuckerberg's things. Yeah. Well, actually, Twitter oh. isn't his, but who knows? Maybe it will be one day. He'll maybe he'll get get his way in. He is. <laughs> and ruin all social medias. Evil. Actually. Yes. Yeah evil listen to behind the bastards oh isn't it so good of you. Ooh, so thank you so for my oh. favorite podcast oh my god so. i love it i love recommending yeah. podcasts to people watch harsh reality or listen to harsh reality oh okay i'll check it out oh it's nice. fascinating it's a very Ooh. troublesome docu or docu audio thing about a reality tv Doc show Pod. where the the gag was <laughs> that the contestant was trans and the cis men didn't know. And it was uh, produced by a couple of gay men. So uh, lots of layers okay, in there. I am definitely lots checking that out. It is and fascinating. That's even yeah. worse than the reality show 
I mean, obviously, it's so much worse, but there's this reality show which I thought there couldn't be a meaner one. It was where they lied to people about being good singers, and it was, like, finding America's worst singer, and they thought they were, like, good, but then at the end of the show, they'd be like, we weren't actually finding America's top superstar. We were finding America's worst. My... I just, I'm yeah. still floored by that. I'm trying to get over it and I can't. I was I need like, to just... I was listening to like, oh, this is cute. This is like a, oh, except the twist is. And then I was like, what? And that's the show. And then they're going to tell them on, on air. And one of them was an ex-Marie. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And you made the crew sign NDA so they couldn't tell. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And then you oh brought a counselor God. in the day before everything was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's my face. Your face right now was literally my face when I was listening to it. I was screaming. <laughs> you know, when something's so bad, like, I... I, 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 I you but, just... Can't. <laughs> but then I wasn't surprised because it was... No, but actually, even for the early 2000s, this is horrible. Even for the early 2000s. Yeah. But then at the same time... The 90s, and that's the reason why I was kind of wanting to talk about this because it's a correlation of like how the 90s, their favorite thing to do on Mari and stuff would be like, my girlfriend's a man, blah, 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 blah. Like, that used to be episode titles. Yep. Yep. So evil. Yep. It was, uh, we were all, yeah. So. And I'd love to say that that's changed, but actually in Britain, if anything, it's having a renaissance. So, right. Shall we say goodbye? Let's do it. In my Toy Story where, you know, the bye-bye, the bye-bye now. I don't know if you've seen Toy Story 2, but it's from that. Or is it 3? Is it 2 or 3? Is it bye-bye? Bye-bye now. It's Barbie and Ken, yeah. But feel free to put your own spin on it, you know? Okay. So, right, in 3, a 2, a 1. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.